The We Are Wakefield podcast, produced by Starder Media, creating content to wow your audience. So welcome to We Are Wakefield podcast. My name's Claire Sutherland. Just to make you aware that this is actually the first We Are Wakefield podcast, all of a sudden we've got around this table and started feeling a little bit nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we'll do our best and we'll get through it and we'll see how it goes. So I'm with Helen MacDonald, General Manager of Solupac. I'm Ben Jews, Managing Director of Starder Media. So thanks for joining me today. Hi. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. So it's great to have you here. Um, So both members of We Are Wakefield. Yeah. And both board members of We Are Wakefield as well. We are. Um, And I wanted to get you here today on the first podcast because... Not only are you established members within the group and we want to talk about you and your businesses, yeah. but you've also collaborated together as businesses. So I think we'll touch on that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but first of all, Helen, so introduce yourself and tell us who is Helen McDonald? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's a, that's a, a good question. Um, so, uh, hello to all uh, the members and listeners. Uh, I am Helen McDonald. I am the uh, general manager of Soypack. Um, do you want me to give you a little insight into what we do at Soypack? I want to hear about you. About first. me. I okay. Want to hear so, right. Well, who Helen McDonald is? I'm, first I'm of general all. manager of Soypack. Um, I'm also a, a mum of three. So I'm a working mum um, and I absolutely love my job and also love being uh, part of We Are Workfield as well. Because nice. I think from Soypack, I am the most active from our team. Absolutely. Yeah. Active in abundance. I've got to say you have embraced the membership at every possible level, I think. You do, you do put me to shame. Ellen, oh, thank you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I think we've just genuinely one. We've enjoyed it. We've we've absolutely loved being members, meeting all the other members, and the events that are on on the go. But also, it's been a huge benefit to us from day one. Absolutely, you know, we've got out of it from from the get go what we wanted to get out of it and more. That's good. That's good to know. Ben, tell us about Ben Jews. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm Ben Jews. I'm the managing director of Starter Media. I'm a dad of one, <laughs> so I'm a working father. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, I've been um, I've been at Starter Media since August 2020. Um, I've never been a managing director before, so it's uh, it's an interesting journey. Um, I've been a member of um, We Are Wakefield for. Just over a year because we just right. we just renewed, yeah. and um, yeah, we're we're getting we're getting loads out of it. I mean, I, I didn't set out to become um, a board member. Um, Me neither, actually. Yeah. I wasn't ever on it the was just, initial you know, cards. Get to know uh, local businesses. I lived in. I mean, we'll, we could touch on it, but I lived in Halifax for ten years. Um, so coming back to Wakefield and working in Wakefield, I just needed to like connect. I, I knew loads of businesses over in Halifax, but but nothing in, in Wakefield. So it was the first thing that I sought to do because when I started at Starter, I was business development director or director of, um, and you know I just needed to connect. 
and um, I did <laughs> really mm. quickly. I just felt like I don't know about you, but it just felt like a like a family thing. 100%. Weirdly, yeah. No, yeah. we're not family like, but it, it does feel that way. I think it's like networking with friends, which is makes it a whole lot easier and a whole lot more enjoyable. Yeah, it's. I do feel like that, particularly you, Ben, I do boss you about like I am your mother. Yeah, you do, actually. Yeah. I do, don't I? Yeah. So, Which yeah. is strange, because I never miss anything. <laughs> I never, like, you know, don't turn up to things. No. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Helen. Questionable. I'm going to come back to you. So, tell us about Solipat. Tell us where it came from, what you yeah. do what your values are as a business. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a hard, but you can't really put what we do in a nutshell. It's kind of a bit of a long-winded answer, but I mean, we are manufacturers to start with. Um, Soyupac is going to be celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. Wow. Um, manufacturing for 10, thank you. Um, manufacturing for 10, originally the, the concept of the business started out around water-soluble film. Um, and how we could incorporate that into manufacturing. Fast forward on to 15 years into the business when they set up manufacturing uh, and we've become experts in water-soluble film. And from that, uh, we produced a eco-responsible cleaning product range um, that is all based around adding a pod into water. Uh, we also do uh, contract packing for other customers as well, but that includes uh, research and development, uh, development new products, new technologies. Uh, we also engineer and design our own machines as well. So nobody else does what we do in the UK. It's amazing that. Thank you. And I've been around your warehouse too, and it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the machines. It's only a small space, but we can do a lot, a lot of capacity uh, from from a small amount of machinery. Yeah. It is really impressive when you take that tar <clears> around. <throat> The manufacturing. Everybody loves a look inside a factory. I mean, we've spoken, me and Ben have spoke about this before, um, but, you know, everyone loves looking at how things work. And we do hold a lot of it secretly because there's a lot of what we do that, you know, we don't we don't want to share with everybody mm-hmm. yeah. um, in terms of, you know, our own machines, but we love to share the concept and how we, how we make it. Uh, but in terms of sort of values and, and the core sort of values of the business, sustainability we've runs through the core of the business we've we've talked about that an awful lot um but equally we talk about the fact that we're a, a, a family business it's not particularly a family although some of us are related mm-hmm. uh, it's not a family business as such on paper but um, we operate as a family as in uh, everybody's treated the same we have a flat hierarchy uh, and, and we look to improve the business as a team continually so you're based in Castleford. We are based in Castleford, yes. Um, how far is your reach then? Where do you supply? Who do you supply to? Well, I think this is one of the reasons that we actually became involved in We Are Wakefield is that nationally uh, our sales are fantastic. We, we supply all around the country to some very big names, one of which that I can talk about is Greg's. So obviously Greg's have uh, outlets all around the country. Um, but locally on our own doorstep, nobody knew who we were. Uh, we had we didn't we didn't really have many connections or know many businesses or work with many businesses, um, but that's one thing that we've made a big change in the last twelve months and was part of our sustainability focus to bring business back into Wakefield. And you won the Thinking Sustainability Award at the Wakefield Business. We Awards did, last yes. Year. We're very proud to win that. It's it's got pride of place on shelf downstairs in our in our offices, um, and you know it was fantastic for us to be able to. Um, have that accolade do you feel that 
solar packs coming into its own now because we've had a conversation before about it was a little bit uh, ahead of its time maybe absolutely yeah it really was the the concept although fantastic and people loved it there, there wasn't an early buy-in maybe down to cost or um just people don't like change um but now with sustainability csr waste plastic all those buzzwords mm. that we're hearing on a day-to-day basis <clears throat> it's the right option for people and it's 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 an education that we don't always need to give as much now because people are already you know understanding why they need to be using products like ours absolutely it's very much of its time now yeah. and and people are on boarding with that and keen to learn more about what you do absolutely yeah and we've got the the proof of, of use now as well with certain customers uh, that just wants them to make them to switch even easier so i just want to touch on as well so um Solipack, absolutely phenomenal business, great concept. Definitely got people wanting to know more about you. Um, you've actually worked with Stada. We have. So I'm gonna we'll talk a bit more about that collaboration. My favourite word, collaboration, in a while. That's what it's all about. That's yeah. what it's all about. Um, but Ben, just describe where we are. Where we're recording this now. <clears throat> so we are in uh, we're in the Starter Media podcast suite. It's very lovely. It's very Thank plush, you. isn't it? The lights do it, I think. It so does. It does it, help. Does not it? <laughs> so for the listeners, yeah, do your best to describe this room. This room where we are now. Uh, so we're in the we're in we're in uh, we're in well we're in Wakefield, obviously. We're at, <laughs> we are. We're at Calder Park, yeah, yes, just, just yeah. near Pugnies. Um, but we're in we're upstairs in uh, in the Starter Media office. We're in the we're in the uh, podcast side of the suite. On the other side of the wall, which we can't see, is the is the control element of of, of this room where we we've, we've got monitors. So you can see these cameras here. So we've got video functionality for this room as well. If we wanted to ever do that, I don't think we've done right about now. I don't think we're there. I'm not there yet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able I'm, to do that. No, but no. Um, we have um, quite a lot of our retained customers doing podcasts at the minute so the coloured lights are, are there so that we can you know p- put the brand colours can try and get a bit of a brand feel going um, and then um, yeah they'll come in so we've got a lot of healthcare companies that we work with uh, quite big in health in the healthcare where we wouldn't you, unless you knew because you just wouldn't you wouldn't know of them but um, they work a lot with uh, the NHS and things like that uh, working with like data um, and um, so they they started doing a podcast because I think in healthcare thought thought leadership type thing you know is is really is really popular i think being being seen as um at the top of your game you know lead, leading in the industry you're working with is really important so so they come in and they invite lots of people from the nhs and things um, and they talk about you know lots of like kind of touchy healthcare subjects um and they have they have video so they they run their podcast through a through a youtube channel which is maybe something we might do some specials one day maybe we could do yeah. that so yeah, yeah so to wrap that up we're in the podcast suite uh, we're just using audio today mm-hmm. um uh, yeah um in the starter media hq so tell us more about starter where starter began again a little bit more about what you do because podcast is just a small part of, it is. of your offer isn't it it's a bit of a bolt-on really yeah which mm. we offer to like say retained customers but as a front as a front for offering i guess starter media's video production that's that's the heart of the business um started by our ceo danny lacy in uh, 2009 
which is roughly when I met Danny as well, because I I, um, I opened a business in 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 Leeds, and this is where my connection with Danny comes from. We were we were doing um, we I had a recording studio in Leeds, two thousand nine, and I was doing um, I was doing voiceover work for recording uh, this like this. We yeah. had a studio, so we recorded that. That's we can, that's that's not for now, uh, but yeah, two thousand nine is when um, Starter Media uh, started. Danny was um, Danny was a filmmaker at heart, and still is, I'm sure. And was raising uh, crowdfund money. So back in two thousand nine, crowdfunding is just yeah. like unheard of, really. Mm-hmm. So he managed to, I think he managed to raise something like ten thousand wow. for his and his first crowdfunding. Um, so ahead of its time again. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Danny's yeah, he. he um, one of the things Danny managed to do um, again back back then when he was kind of filmmaking and trying to be <clears throat> out there was strap loads of GoPros together and he created a three a three D camera by strapping them together and then cutting it all together like before wow to, uh, sorry three sixty camera before three sixty cameras yeah. were a thing and I, I think he managed to get on like the gadget show or something with it at, at some at some point back then but um, he managed to raise ten thousand managed to create a short film um, managed to get you know all the kind of the usual sort of stuff that you would see backstage backstage on a film, you know, the, 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 the lorries with all the makeup and everything and yeah. some, some Hollywood actors and stuff. But I think quickly realized that it was hard, like not just going to be the next Quentin Tarantino overnight <laughs> sort of thing. Wake is Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it's it very, very much the dream. I'm sure it's still Danny's, Danny's dream somewhere <laughs> in there to go back to that. So, um, so I made a move to corporate video um, where, you know, because video 2009, 2010 onwards is when video started getting a bit more popular, I think, with, with the rise of yeah. like social media. I think I think Facebook came out around that sort of time. Um, and um, yeah, so Danny managed to sort of grab, a, I think B&Q was maybe the first thing that he did. Really? It was an explainer type uh, video. Uh, for 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 them in 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 the warehouse or whatever, and um, it just went from there. Really, it's grown really organically. Um, it was never really big big pusher in, in sort of the sales side of the business. So, two thousand and thirteen saw a bit a bit more of a growth um, kind of spurt. Uh, brought in a few more in the production side, so videographers, editors, um, and then I joined obviously in two thousand twenty. So it's just grown really really organically. It's very much production led as a business. Is live action video, is two um, D animation, three um, D animation, um, is graphic design as well. So animation starts very much in in design, which you, you don't always associate two yeah. um, D uh, animation with. Mm-hmm. So we end up we ended up with a graphic design team as well. So we are we offer those services, and and yeah, I mean fast forward to today, we've got uh, 20, 20 staff now offering. No, video, video. That's a whole, I'm getting a bit lost now. We'll call that. So it's, it's interesting to me that both businesses, although completely different, were both very ahead of the time, both very forward thinking from, from the beginning. And maybe that's the key. It's getting ahead of the game and then progressing with an idea and sticking with it until it becomes 
you know, something that people are really on board with. hundred percent. Actually, just listening to Ben speak then and, and actually our journeys as businesses have been quite um, compatible in terms of the growth of the size of the business, in terms of those setting up the manufacturing and to where we are today. Very similar numbers started out with, you know, two people yeah. and now with sort of 20 plus that we're at now. Um, I agree that it's things don't always happen overnight and it's that it's learning how the business has got to adapt and how it's got to change and where you're going to get your growth and I'm sure that you know Sardar have had the same as a soy pack that there's a few things that you've tried and failed and other things that we've put in place that have just gone bang mm-hmm. overnight mm-hmm. Um, but yeah for us you know very similar sort of uh, growth yeah absolutely mm. it's interesting I, I think it's important that businesses realise that failure can be a positive thing sometimes it doesn't certainly feel it at the time no but yes you, there's a lot of uh, learning to be done yeah during the failure periods so what would you say to a <clears throat> a fledgling business who is maybe a little bit scared of taking risks maybe they're not getting the feedback to. or the uptake that they think and I know everybody wants a business to just to just go, doesn't it? Yeah. But it doesn't always necessarily happen that way. I mean, for for us, planning and strategy has been key. We you know we've had to sit, we've we've been scattergun. We've done that in the past, and it doesn't work. We've had to sit down and target areas where we're going to look at you know putting de- investment into the business, what we're going to develop. Um, you know, planning has been a huge key pa- factor for us. Uh, you know, you, you, it's like sometimes you have just got to go for it, but you know. The reality I is think it that depends where you are in your journey yeah. as a business, though. Because yeah. I think if you look at <clears throat> Soy Pack and Starter, for example, I'm fairly sure the trends of what we were doing in the early days are very similar in the sense that mm. you try something, it doesn't work, you pivot really quickly, you try something new, yeah. and it doesn't work, you pivot really quickly and try something new because you, you're chasing you're chasing income, aren't you? And you're trying everything until yeah. you find you know what's working. But then I think, like my role as MD, I've come in way down that journey at a point where cash flow isn't like the main thing that you're working on you're working on like strategic growth and then you're doing what you're saying and it's it's a lot more sophisticated I guess the approach um in terms of what your clients look like and how we're going to get in front of them and and those sorts of decision makings and Mm -hmm. how many people we need to service demand and that that sort of stuff so 14, 15 years on from the beginning of Stada, have I done the maths right? Potentially. And 25 years coming up for, yeah, for the solid yeah. pack. But what are the challenges at that point, would you say then? So, Helen, what, what would you say the challenges are that Solupac faces? At the, obviously, we can't ignore the fact that we've come, come out of the pandemic. Yeah. We're a couple, is it a year and a half onwards where, where we were coming out? Yeah, between the, the, between the pandemic, uh, Brexit, that has been a huge hurdle for us, I can certainly say. And still feeling the, the impacts now, really. Um, it, for for us as a business, that that had a huge cost implication, um, and we had to look at changing some of the ways that we operated. Um, 
now going forward one of the challenges we face is is managing the growth that's one of the the issues for us is making sure that you don't outgrow in one way and you can't be able to keep up in the other um so making sure that we can do that for us is is certainly a challenge at the moment is staffing a challenge recruiting yes Uh, i'm very lucky that the team that we've got in place is absolutely fantastic the the team that we have from uh, production through you know sales marketing uh, you know fantastic and i've stayed with the business uh, and grown with the business mm. but recruiting at the moment is certainly harder yeah. um we find that too yeah getting the right people to join the team um <clears throat> and, and you know that just have the the same values that that we have certainly is is more challenging now than it ever has been yeah and i think it's still important to remain true to yourself as a business as well so when you talk about recruiting people who've got the same values as you yeah is that something that you're finding more difficult to to kind of adhere to and or do you are you still steadfast you know if, if you don't uphold the values of Solipac it's, it's not the the job for you even in difficult times of recruitment yeah absolutely mm-hmm. um you know I think at the minute it's um you know the, the people coming along to interview it's kind of their market they're the ones that have got the kind of choice at the moment yes. which does make it harder the tables have turned haven't they yeah and we've got to make it an attractive offering for them to come and work for us but uh, you know the feedback that we do get, and the the fact that we have such a you know a, a low staff turnover is is that that's the proof it's for us. It yeah, really absolutely. Is. It really is, especially in these times that we're in at the moment. So completely different industry, but are you finding the same things, Ben, with Stada? We're finding it just hard to find the right people. Hmm. Um, I think um, in certainly in agency life. Um, the agencies are holding on to the staff really well, right? Um, because um, we're service-led businesses. Really, you know, ultimately, like our interactions with our people is what make defines who we are, and that's the same for uh, big, big leads-based agencies dealing with Asda. You know, where where smaller agency dealing with other brands, uh, but ultimately, the, what our people say reflects on who who we are. So we're just finding that. Um, because there's so much growth in our sector, they're just they're just hard to fight. They have to, they're not really moving around. Yeah, people mm-hmm. aren't. People are sitting tight, and you know they're getting all these crazy benefits now, like hybrid working. You know, you can work where you want, go and go and work overseas and work for us. And um, we can't always compete with all that crazy funky stuff. Yeah, um, we do offer hybrid working, but um, we actually prefer people to be in the office more than. More than out of it. We feel that in, in manufacturing, you know, a, a lot of people can now work from home in a lot of jobs. If some, if that's somebody's, you know, key factor in, in looking for a job, they're not going to get that with us because, you know, we're, we're a team all in, and you can't manufacture from home. No. <laughs> so you know that no. that's one of the the things that we have as well. Yeah, yeah and it, we're a creative industry as well, and um, it's hard to share creative thoughts, and um, it has to like flow. Yeah. And. Um, it's hard to do that over teams. I mean, we found that um, lockdown, you know, everybody rem- having to work remotely just was a real killer of culture and and everything we were trying to achieve um, through our creative. So we actually totally just stopped remote working um, 
coming out of lockdown and just we all, we all came back into the office and social distancing and things. And we had policies in place, you know, if we got if someone got COVID, we all disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> came yeah. back again. But yeah. um, it kick-started the creative back in and the, and, um, the clients were getting wowed again. Sorry to interrupt your podcast, but is your business in desperate need of a lick of paint? An out-of-date website? Branding that just isn't a true representation of your business? Looking for fresh new video content, animation, live streaming, a new podcast, and content that will grab people's attention and drive eyeballs to your brand. Starter Media can help. Get in touch today, www.stardermedia.co.uk. Right, back to the podcast. May I've, I've got to agree, even from a We Are Wakefield perspective, I much prefer to meet member businesses face to face I like to go out and see where they work and how they tick I think I get a better feel for them for them and can support them better as a member I hate teams I did that many teams calls (laughs) we're all over it (laughs) for me now it's a necessary evil in that because I'm kind of a a team of one on a daily basis. I know I've got the backing of you guys and the rest of the board. Um, But on a day-to-day basis, I unfortunately have to slot in teams calls to, to, you know... Yeah, we do. Yeah. For the benefit of time and and, and, and managing my time. But I do much prefer the the face-to-face thing. I think it's nice that we can blend that now and I think that's another result of the pandemic is that we did all discover this new way that we could blend working or, you know, we, we could manage time easily with that by, by slotting 100%. in those, those meetings in that way. But bringing it to now, so let's talk about how Solipack and Starder came together yeah. A meeting of minds, was it? What, how how did it work? How did you find it? Who wants to take this first? I, I was trying to remember today. I don't remember the first time we actually met. I was just thinking at which, the same thing. at which event it was. I was, I was thinking earlier. So you met through We Are Wakefield. We did meet. Yes, we met through We Are Wakefield. It was certainly through We Are Wakefield. I don't but know if my, it may have been an introduction or I, I can't remember. No, I can't either. I was trying to figure it out today, but I know that we met over several events yeah. um, and, and to be honest, just started chatting and you know, as with a lot of the business that we do at Solid Park we like people and if you know if you like somebody then that opens the immediate door to talking about collaboration or if there's any way that we can work together um, and then I think for off one of the events we just started talking about well, potentially we'd like to look at doing some videos um, and then we set up a, an initial meeting and the, the rest, the rest yes. is history yeah the rest is history and we've got some I, I do remember a meet at um <clears throat> it wasn't the Friday event. It was um, it was the, the foodie one. The kite hotel was, was it? it? Was it the kite hotel? Yes, one? the, the hotel? fine dining event in Darrington, yeah, Darrington that we did. Yes. But that was back in May last yes. year. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, back, yeah, absolutely. Because there was a, there was Marcus was there. Yes, he was our sales manager, yes. and also my other half. Yes, <laughs> we've got that started by the way. Kirby flying around is my wife. She's she's gone now. But, uh, and how do you both find that? Be careful now because it's they'll listen. Day today, so maybe we should be nice. But <laughs> it has its moments. Yeah, it's a learning curve. Yeah, shall we say? You got you got to learn to be able to do it. I think, but you, you get there eventually. You just got to yeah. have, you got to have. I think you've just got to have boundaries and rules and just you know. 
can't not talk about work too much after work if you can help it. Yeah, yeah. and, and not talk about home at work. Yeah, it's, work, it's making sure ways. you keep it separate. separate. Yeah, 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 and some of us find it easier than others. Marcus does not find it easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at it. I can just. I am too. I'm done right, right now. Okay. Um, I was going on in my head, but I just don't. I don't talk about it. Yeah. Too much. I don't know how we got onto that. But <laughs> we were talking about the Sorry. Solly Pack starter. Yes. Don't apologise. It's good conversation. <laughs> this is what this podcast's about. It's right. about conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I think initially we were looking at. I can't remember which one we discussed first, but it was. I think it was the training videos that we we were wanting to look at first of all. Yeah. Um. So we uh, spoke to Ben and the starter team about putting together a training video for our products, so that was just sort of a. A two to three minute video that we could send out to train the staff or to to train people who are using your products. A bit of both, but mainly to use the products themselves. Okay, um, kind of incorporate the health and safety, how you use the products, how you should store them, um, and it just be sort of an easy snapshot of information. Uh, and from early discussions with with Ben, they got us straight away. Um, and what kind of the products were, what they meant, how we wanted it to be, uh, and it was such an easy process to go through it really was because you know I've worked with different creative agencies with my time at Solipat but this was a dream oh yeah we thanks for that that's really that's really good feedback um we loved working with you actually the guys really got in really got into it good I, yeah they, they, they did honestly like, I remember when um, I, I brought Joe it, it would have been yeah. terrible if Ben had turned around and said well I'm glad you feel that way because they did not like you you were a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> what a diva! I would never say that. Even if, <laughs> no, no, no. I would, um, n- honestly, no, not the, the opposite. It was it was an absolute dream. I remember when, um, so I brought Joe didn't yes. to your office and yeah. had a had a had a, and he came away and we were like, oh, I've got loads of ideas. So who's Joe and what's Joe's? So role? Joe's our head of live action. Okay. So Joe has a team of three. Um. Of different, so he's got a videographer in his team. He's got a lead editor, um, and he's got um, a junior content creator, Tom, who's um, so Tom, Josh, uh, and Luke, um, and and he runs. He, Joe heads up and runs all of the live action shoots that we've got. So the cop, anything that involves going somewhere with a camera and editing it into um, into a into video. Um, and um, Joe's really creative as well, um, so he gets gets involved in like the creative of yeah. the shoot and um, him and Josh worked on on this, they on, did, this yes. on this one so they went for um, it was it was uh, it was kind of more focused on hands wasn't it yeah it was and um, I'm, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this but Sophie our marketing manager is the hands in the video she's the hands okay, she's the a, hands model yeah she's a fantastic hand model I think she might have a, a future career if it doesn't work out with us um, but yeah it was it, it was really hard to see it to start with with what we ended up on the on the picture on the video and it looked you know the the whole stylize of it was just fantastic um you know they incorporated we'd we'd rebranded our products that was one of the main reasons we wanted to do this video they they got the rebrand right the colors the aesthetic it just you know kind of for us was there was very little feedback when we got the initial video um, but along with the training video we also asked for a corporate video that we could share about us as a business and I, I cried when I first watched it. I loved it. Oh, that's what you want. I, I've seen it. <laughs> Happy I, tears. Yeah, I was at your I was product quite launch. Yeah. Yes, Joe, you've, you've absolutely nailed this. Absolutely job. nailed it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, because knowing you, Helen, knowing 
the Solipac <clears throat> team and how you work. I mean, we've been working together now for a couple of years. Yeah. Because we first met when I was in my previous role with the local authority. So we've been working together for quite a while now. And that I thought as soon as I saw it, yep, absolutely smashed that. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. The guys did really a really good job with it. I have to I have to say credit to them. But they just felt really connected to the to the brand as well. I think I think your values are quite similar to, to ours in yeah. that, you know, it's about the people and about the service yeah. and it's family and it's um, honest and transparent. And and some of them that I've just listed there are, are ours, you know, it's, it's an excellent service, creating wow content, which we, we, we feel like we did. Certainly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and there was a couple of, I mean, like when we were filming it, Joe wanted to, you know, he was like, can we do this, can we do that? And, you know, I said, I didn't know if we could, and we, we just made... The ideas and how he envisioned it work very easily, and you know they, they really worked. It, we we only have a small space at Solipat, but they they worked with everything that we had there and did it pretty much all that day on site. And it was timed, wasn't it, for your for a, an event down in London as well? Yes, it? so we, we it there, yeah. it's kind of our premiere was at the event yeah. on the on the t- TV, and you know really even without the sound because most people couldn't hear the sound just watching the video really sort of resonated with people and, and got them sucked in. Oh, I'm so pleased. Yeah, I liked how natural it was. Yeah. That it didn't seem like you were being sat down and spoken to and interviewed. It was really natural. It captured you. I think the opening yeah, it's me scene going, is you going, oh, what I better not do? shout. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I shout all the time. <laughs> Just um, like personality, though, isn't it? It's just about trying to bring that. But straight away, that's so clever. Find the narrative. That is so clever because you have captured the essence of Helen and Solipak yeah. in that opening scene, if you like. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you call it a scene, but um, and yeah, absolutely nailed it. And I was really impressed by that. What and you can't tell is that we're all sweating buckets because it was red hot that day that they was filmed. It? Yeah, was so I was it's worried fun. about sweat patches under my arms. But they, they, the way they filmed it, you've got no idea that it's that warm. <laughs> Yeah, it's all done in toast, though. You went through it, actually. I asked for a touch-up. <laughs> the, the editing there to do, Helen, for that, honestly. You don't know what work you caused them. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that's no, nice. it's good that, you know, you hit it off. You've worked together. It worked well. The result was absolutely amazing. You're both happy with it. Um, so going back to sort of you as individuals then. So I want to talk a little bit about your achievements and your challenges as individuals we've talked about what are the challenges of the business so in your role Helen then as as general manager just a quick overview of of what your role entails and what are the particular challenges you find within it yeah I mean as general manager now I oversee the daily running of the business Um, it's took me I've been with Solipat almost 10 years now, so pretty much since we set up the manufacturing arm of the business. And I've learned a lot of the business being part of it from production right through to where I am today. Very lucky to have a fantastic mentorship from uh, our managing director and chairman, which has been fantastic. Um, For my own personal challenges, imposter syndrome has played a huge part Uh, Ben feels that too. I know all about that, yeah. I just put my hand up. (laughs) Yeah, um, it's... 
yeah, it's been hard hard to get over that, and and I still work on it today. Um, having the belief in yourself, so you know, sometimes it's hard to see that journey yourself. Mm. Everyone else around you notice, notices the development. Um, but yeah, battling that is certainly a challenge. In terms of my role, I do a lot of people management, um, which is a part of a job that I absolutely love. Mm. Which is a particularly challenging. It is part challenging. Of a role. It is challenging, mm. and, and it's, it's hard. Now, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. When you get mm. it right, it's it's fantastic. And I, you know, we've all I've learned lessons over the years of you know I've, I think sometimes I'm a bit too empathetic. Um, I'm guessing my team will completely disagree. But no, I mean, yeah, it's just learning the balance between um, <clears throat> having an empathy and and being able to run a business effectively alongside you know the rest of the leadership team. Um, from from a personal point of view, I I left school quite. Uh, with with not many um, qualifications uh, and had a young family, so for me coming into my career was was later in life. I mean, I'm still you know, not that old. I'd like to think, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I was in my late twenties by the time I even started to even you know get any sort of uh, progression in in my career. Um, so that I think that plays into my imposter syndrome a little bit is that there's a little bit of self-doubt and I've had to I'm, I'm undertaking an apprenticeship at the moment I'm doing my um, qualifications in line with my job really just so I've kind of nice. got that bits and pieces on paper which is a great way to I mean apprenticeships themselves are fantastic I did an apprenticeship age 39 I think yeah. I was and they're a great way of learning on the job and it doesn't yeah. you don't have to be 17. No, absolutely not. I mean, we're, I'm one of four apprentices that we have at Sawyer Pack, um, all at different, varying levels in different things. Um, I absolutely love apprenticeships. I think it's a, it's a great way for anybody to be able to, you know, get us put a skill onto, the, you know, whether it's just to put on your CV or whether it's to, you know, Actually, gain yeah. other um, skills for their role. But, um, yeah, that's, that's me. Interesting. So finding the... You're within this role and you've come to it a little bit later, it wasn't a particularly a natural prog- progression or a, a lifetime ambition. Absolutely not. Did I think that I'd be involved in making cleaning products one day? No, I didn't. Um, but it's I, it was a happy accident to end up where I am today. Um, you know, I, I, I feel very lucky to be part of a, a business like Soypack and, and, you know, to be part of a team that I am. Mm-hmm. And Ben... Mm-hmm. How about you? So what are your challenges? personal and professional challenges within your role? So, um, <clears throat> as I mentioned earlier, I've not, I've not been an MD before. So um, it was, um, it's this, so I, I'm coming up to 12 months in, in April uh, um, and um, it's just been a very different, very different approach to working to what I'm used to. So, um, I had a recording studio, uh, 2009, ran that for about four years, got some investment, private investment, grew that, um, and then kind of maxed that out. So then I went into working to, in property uh, for the guy that invested in the studio. So closed studio, I went to work for this guy, moved to Halifax, worked with him f- and grew that from like four people to like 500 or something at the, at the point that... Um, it, it went it went into administration after about 10 years. <clears throat> My role started just in the, the very bottom, just as like admin, because it was only like four people. So it was just like, you just do everything, don't you? Yeah. yeah. 
and then as it kind of started to take shape, I sort of fell into like sales type role, I guess. It was like um, dealing with like um, third party agencies um, and getting them like trained. And so they could train them on how to sell and what to sell and give them all the assets in which to sell well. So it's all like communication based and like being out and about and traveling. So what I'm used to is... um, Obviously, communicating well and, and and getting 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 people like painting the picture and um, it's not like direct selling. It was just more like you know bringing people together mm-hmm. and just kind of making people comfortable, and happy, and um, so did that for ten ten years. Worked my way up to like sort of head of sales, sales director kind of level, um, and then and then when that went into administration, we moved back to back to Wakefield. So my background is very much sales and more sort of like chasing the next good conversation and it being quite fluid and entrepreneurial I guess so then to be a managing director it's like um the opposite of that (laughs) it's like very structured and Uh you've got to do things um you know weekly or monthly and you've got to be always looking at um you know the numbers and 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 team and yeah. it's probably very much like yours. It's very ops driven, and um, you know status quo with the team and yeah. planning the next hire and um, budgets. So it's been great, but but I think the challenge for me has been flicking from this kind of I'll just you know I'm just winging my week <laughs> sort of thing <laughs> to being more. Um, I've got to do this at this time. Yeah, it's, I agree. Having, I've got to have a structure to what I yeah, do, yeah. otherwise it all throw, falls through the cracks. And I know, Claire, you have the exact same thing with your job, that if you don't plan it out, if you've not got the structure, if it's not there, mm-hmm. it, it's a big failure. I live by my Outlook calendar. Absolutely. I do now. Uh, but I didn't. And I think my my brain has just been fighting this. And I'm not perfect now. Like, I occasionally miss the occasional... Uh, meet, meeting or Claire ring me and remind me that it's tomorrow or where it is but but that aside like um, that's not why I emailed this morning by the way to make sure that today <laughs> yeah I was like hey, Helen's checking Helen's up on, checking up on you because um, she's heard <laughs> um, but no I think my I've just been fighting a lot of that and naturally um, yeah it's loads better now like I live through my outlook and now everything's and even my time like I do this and, and at this time and then I move into this and then I do this and I'm just like I stick to it um, but yeah I think that's been a challenge for me as well as like you know leading a team of 20 yeah because <laughs> I've never done that Massive before challenge. either yeah. uh, but um, I've led teams obviously as we went through the the growth um, in the in, in property um, but um not never, tw- never, never at this level. I mean, uh, the principles are all the same, but um, yeah, I, it's just been a really good year. It's been a hard year, you know, and I'm sure it has been for Danny as well, you know, because this is this is Danny's, you know, baby that I'm kind of taking hold of and, yeah. and running for him, and you know, um, but we've we've got through it, and um, you know, it's it's turning into it's turning into a good thing now. We're we're, we're growing exactly as we planned. For this, from, so for, you know, for me as a first year as an MD, it's you know good. I've been a successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of help. You know, I've got like I've been like a training wheels on kind of thing, and maybe one of them's coming off in April. Yeah. You know, and that's that's fine for me. You know, because it's 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 and it's fine for Danny, I think, because um, you know Danny's 
learning to let go a little bit as well. So and it, yeah. That's a really good point because it's a brave step for someone who's, you know, nurtured a business for all this time to it's difficult to let go of the reins a little bit and start to delegate things confidently yeah Yeah. and I think one important thing we can take from what you both said is there isn't a manual for this there isn't an instruction book or if there is we've missed it we've missed it but (laughs) let's face it it's a learning curve isn't it you don't know everything you're not expected to know everything I speak to businesses who are at, you know, real different points in that journey and imposter syndrome gets spoken about a lot. Yeah. I've got to say that it's good that you've said exactly the same, Ben, because some people think it's a bit of a of a women's thing. A female don't trip, they? yeah, A absolutely. female thing. Okay. And okay. I, I think that men do absolutely suffer mm. with the, the, the same thing, whether they talk about it as much, mm. I don't know, but... Um, it's interesting that you've both said the same things from both of your perspectives and that you're still learning and you're learning every day and there's no right and wrong way of doing things. It's all about finding your way in your roles. Absolutely. For me, gaining skills is continual. Gaining knowledge is continual. I'm never going to know. I know far from everything right now and I I doubt I ever will. Um, I think everything's changing so often that you have to keep doing that anyway in in any job, in Mm. any role. Um, But yeah, for me... I will continue to strive for. I'm, I'm absolutely loving my apprenticeship, not just because it's yeah, it, it's really informative. Yeah, uh, lots of things that I already know, but then you know, learning lots along the way. But yeah, I think for any role, you've got to continually look to better yourself and your business. And I think you've got to be self-aware as well. Yeah, like self. I think there's a lot. Of, well, I think there's people, a lot of people that maybe aren't quite honest with themselves about what they need to work on and um for me I, I it was a bit of a turning point when I sort of said right well you, you you're a bit you're a bit pants at that or you need to and it was like well at least now I've accepted it and now I can work on it but I think if you're not self self-aware enough um to recognize where those skill gaps are you, you you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not going to build on them and yeah. you're not going to get better. So I think I think it's a big, self-awareness is a big part of the journey. It has been for me anyway. Mm. Yeah. F- feedback from above and below as well, you know, if, even if it's not given to you, ask for it. I, you know, I will ask constantly for feedback from, you know, my uh, team throughout to say, how can I do better? What am I doing that's, you know... And do you feel that they're honest in their feedback? Yeah, I think they are. They've got that <laughs> to culture, honest sometimes. Yeah, I'd like to think so. You know, yeah. it's a it is a kind of open door policy. Come in, tell us what you think. Um, yeah. Whether that's in a group situation, some of them feel more happy to divulge it in a group situation because they've got backup. Yeah. <laughs> but I can take it. You know, and yeah. today it's it's for the good of the, the team. Yeah, it's yeah. For, the, for the good of the business. Mm. Um, and you know, I want to know when things aren't working, whether that's something personal or something that's part of the business that needs to change well i hope that whoever's listening to this podcast gains as much from it as i have i think it's been really great conversation good because i think we've now got i've now got imposter syndrome about have i just dribbled on for (laughs) whatever i said a little section where i'm not too happy about well you know like we said, this is the first We Are Wakefield podcast and I think it's been very natural conversation, which I'm really glad about, which is why I particularly wanted 
you guys on this podcast with me because I knew that the conversation would flow. Um, neither of you are ever short of something to say, which is wonderful, <laughs> and that's a compliment. Right. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us today. I think that people can take a lot from that in their journeys. There'll be a lot that people can relate to, a lot that people can learn from from what you've said. Um, I hope so. So yeah, what, what I'm going to ask you now, and I'm, I thought, well, I want to be like, you know, like proper podcasters who ask someone the same thing at the end of every podcast. You're going to blindside us now. No, 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 no. So I'm just going to ask you, what would be your top tip for 23? So if you could pass on anything as, you know, to anyone listening to this podcast, what would be your top tip for 23, Helen? Oh, come, I knew you'd come to me first. Um, I've got thinking time now. Well, I think this is this is a bit of a... I thought you'd need it more, Ben. <laughs> this is a bit of an odd... <laughs> That's not a compliment. A bit niche, maybe, and, and you know, I don't know if everybody can use it, and maybe it's not as broad as it probably should be, but um, you, one of the things I found really helpful that I've done with the team is um, looking at communication. So we've, we've done an assessment of everybody in our team to find out how they learn best, um, so we looked at whether that be visually, whether it be audially, whether it's the redoer and they like to do something. And we're going to implement that into how we present training, information to the team. Um, and the feedback from that has been that it's you know made things a lot easier. Um, and it's something that we'd never really looked at before. Um, you know, it's easy to write policies and procedures and hand them out and here's a bit of paper. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things I'd say. Look at, look at your team in general. Um, and that can be, like I say, for policies and procedures, or it can just be when you have a chat with somebody about how they're getting on and how they're developing in the business. Sometimes you've got to find the right way that it works for, for your team. That's excellent. That's an amazing tip. Thank that was you. just off the cuff. Really? <laughs> That's, That's brilliant. Mine's not near as good as that. <gasps> oh, I'm sure it'll be great. Shall we, shall we hear it? Go for it. So... Um, I'm someone that suffers quite uh, badly with procrastination and I think scheduling my calendar really helps with that but there's something that Danny said to me um, and I think it comes from a book so you know if if you're out there and you read business books I'm sure you'll have come across this phrase but it really helped me was um, when you start your day you kiss the frog which means you do the worst job first and it sets you sets the rest of the day off quite nicely. And if you are suffering from procrastination, say to yourself, "How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time." And that those two things, those two things really really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, certainly for procrastination, I think if you approach it with um, the hardest, worst job, the one that you would put off, the one that you just know. I'm going to go do this thing that I've never even thought I was ever going to do. I'm just going to do this because I'm not doing this instead. Uh, just, just, just attack it. Just deal with it first thing in the morning, and get it, get it put away, and then start, start on the front foot. Stay stuck, stay stuck to your schedule, and that that will help. I think that was actually a really good one. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. You're both looking like yes. why is he talking about frogs? No, and no, elephants? frogs and elephants. I and think I, that, I agree with that. I, that's yeah, ca- yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that anybody should start doing because it is hard to get those bad tasks done, get them done out of the way. Absolutely. So I just co- I just come into work now and I just do I do all the I do all the bad do jobs. Do the worst job first. Yeah, and the, the day's lovely. 
unless it's you know hard bad job and you can't get past it but, mm. yeah. but generally i think that really just shapes the day out yeah yeah agree good tips so learn communicate and learn how people want to be communicated with yeah and do the most rubbish task first get that out of the way and the rest, the rest of the, the days day plain sailing yeah great tips Ben Jews, Stardom Media, Helen McDonald, Solly Pack. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. The We Are Wakefield podcast was produced by Stardom Media. Proud We Are Wakefield community members. Stardom Media is a content production house based in Wakefield, West Yorkshire, with over a decade of experience creating video, animation, live streaming, podcasting, graphic design, and so much more for clients of all sizes across the UK. Stardom Media, creating content to wow your audience.